0: Last episode, we talked about having a healthy relationship with failure. What an oxymoron. Now, you may have been wondering, that sounds great and I want that, but how the heck do you have, why the heck do you have a healthy relationship with failure? The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love. But our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom... Is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Thiel. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, talking about failure. Something we don't like to talk about very often. It's so much more fun to talk about success or or failure in the context of success, you know, because then it has like a point. That's that's a funny part of American movies, is the, there's always a happy ending. The the hero always has to go off these trials, but there's always a happy ending. And uh, that I think that's the same when we hear a story. We we don't mind hearing about the failures as long as there's success. And so Um, Last time I talked about failure and the value of pain and how that leads to success, but didn't really give any antidotes on how to do that or any like skill sets because it's hard. And to be very honest, we don't, I personally don't like to go through the failure part. It's not fun because it hurts, but it's necessary. And I think we can all agree that there has to be some sort of trial and internal Struggle as well as external struggle, before we are ready to meet the success that that we want or deserve. Okay, so the the big question is is how do we do that? Like, how do we get through that failure? How do we get through that pain? Because so many people don't. And I I think if if you've ever led or managed a group of people, you know there's the sheep and the goats or the, you know, the, the, you separate the boys from the men. There's people that are willing to go through the pain and the trial and the grind to get to the success. And there's people that don't, they just give up. So how do we make sure we're the ones that don't give up? How do we make sure that we're the ones that stick it out and like earn that success, earn that spot on the podium, right? Is it, or, or maybe is it something that's just innate? Is it something that you have to be born with, right? I, I, have, I have this debate with people all the time. Is hard work a talent, right? Some, a lot of people are like, I worked hard for this. Well, is hard work your talent? It might be. It might be something you're just gifted with and that blesses other areas of your life. But I do think there are certain ways and things we can do, surround ourselves with, certain situations we can put ourselves in that create the opportunity for us to learn how to get through that pain and through that grind so we can be successful. And guess what? It's been standing in front of us all the time. And successful people know about this. They, 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 every successful person, almost every successful person does these three things. Okay? And if you do these three things, it's gonna, it's gonna help you get through the pain and the grind very, very, uh, smoothly, actually not, not, not easily, not without some work and some effort and probably some tears, but a way at a way higher success rate, a way higher probability than if you just did it without these tools. Okay. First, a story. When I was in middle school and high school, I loved track and cross country. Actually, let me rephrase that. I thought I loved track cross country. I would do cross country in the fall, track in the spring, and would do all the track meets, all the, you know, all the competitions, go to state, the whole nine yards. And I was the fastest long distance runner in the school. And I thought I really enjoyed it. I I definitely put a lot of time and effort and and emotional real estate towards running. And then I went to college, tried out for the college team, uh, didn't make it. And still loved running, still like convinced that I loved running. Went on a two-year mission for my church, came back, and tried to get into running again. And it sucked. Like it was not fun at all. Uh it was it was so hard. And I tried and tried. And I've I've tried to go back and back at it for years and years and years and years. And it still is never fun. And I've done that with other sports as well. It's never fun. And then one one time I was in Korea for a grad program and I happened to join a martial arts club. The, the martial art over there was called Taekyeon. It's it's their original martial art for Korea before Taekwondo or Hapkido or all these other ones. And I loved it. It was so fun. And I realized that moment is I actually didn't like exercise. Like I hate exercise. <laughs> But, and there's people out there that love it. It just comes naturally. But for me, I'm just one of those people that's like, I hate it. The reason I loved track and cross country when I was in high school was because of these three elements I'm going to talk to you about. It was because I needed the social element, the competitive element. That's what I needed. It wasn't, and they provided that better than any other program did in that stage of my life and when I started doing martial arts the exercise part yes it was it was refreshing and helped my help me good feel good physically but I hated it <laughs> I hated looking forward to to have my body feel that pain but I loved hanging around with the other the martial arts guys and I love the competitions you know I loved getting, I love kicking people in the face and getting kicked in the face. (laughs) And I realized like, oh, wow. If I can just surround myself with those, like if I can do these three things, exercise is fun for me. So what are those three things? I I keep on hitting at them. The first is a group of people that you can do the hard thing with, right? So for me, it's exercise or exercise. It's hard. And so I need a group of people that make it fun and enjoyable to have a good culture about it that I enjoy spending time with. Number two, there has to be a competitive element about it. As humans, we are naturally competitive. And some people are like, I'm not a competitive person. I'm like, no, you're competitive in something. You just don't know what that is yet. Everybody's got a little bit of, uh, I want to win in them. It's just, it's different for everybody. You know, like some things I could care less about, like, I'm just throwing this out there. Knitting, like if someone said knitting a knitting competition, I'd like try it, but I wouldn't care the result. You know, there's some people that are competitive about everything, right? But most of us are competitive about selective things. So, so first first step is having a to get through pain is to have a group or or a support network that you can contact on a daily basis to get through what you're or you're undergoing. Number two is an element of competition. Number three is a break every once in a while, (laughs) all right? Like a a break from that, like obsession. And if you think about this, this is exactly how professional sports run their organizations, right? They're huge on culture, on, on the community culture, right? And they have a huge network of fans that support them, right? The social element of sports is unreal. It is intense. Like people get more in the social element of sports than they do in the actual like, Physical, like sport itself, it's crazy. Two, there's competition, high competition, high stakes competition. And then three, they don't do it year round. There's always a break period. And so these athletes and these fans who are like super athletes, they're super fans, professional fans, <laughs> they follow this pattern. And even though what they do to their bodies, is really painful, they can sustain it over of several years and make a very good amount of income. So in the business, in the entrepreneurial space, if we apply those same principles, we can have the similar results or even better results for a lot of us, okay? Then a lot of athletes, now obviously there's some athletes that make a ton of money in football or, or baseball or basketball and some of these other big sports, soccer, but most athletes don't make a lot of money. Um, even though I have all those things, so how like let's let's bring that in. How do we apply that to our business or our or our professions or our goals and ambitions? Right. First thing we have to like realize is there's gonna if we want to grow and we want to be successful, there's gonna be an amount of pain we have to go through. There's gonna be some grind. It's gonna suck, right? Because we're doing something that's hard that we've never done before, and maybe somebody else hasn't done before. That's hard. And so there's going to be pain, there's going to be failure, there's going to be like, we're going to fall on our face and we're going to feel some shame and we're going to feel some, some hurt. And when we feel those things, we don't want to get up and try again, right? We could put ourselves out there on social media and say, hey, I'm going to hit this goal and not hit the goal. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, everybody's judging me, right? We could put out a product and nobody buys it the first time around. And we wanna just hole up and not do anything. Like we're gonna just, just sit down and eat a bucket of ice cream and not show ourselves out again. Because because public shame is hard. We're gonna feel pain when we start to push ourselves emotionally or physically or professionally, right? There's always gonna be pain when we when we want the growth. But that pain's a good thing because it's stretching our muscles, right? It's not it's something we need to have a healthy relationship with, not avoid, not love, but not avoid. Okay. Something we have to get through. But we can get through in an enjoyable manner if we have these three things. So, so how does this apply professionally? Always have a peer group. Okay. And that's not necessarily your coworkers. I would say your coworkers probably shouldn't be your peer group. Honestly, um, you need to have a, a coach. You need to have a freaking coach. If you don't have a coach that you talk to on a weekly basis and if you have to pay for one, pay for one, you need to get one. Okay. I have multiple coaches for different things that they're professional at and I can lean on and get help with, all right? You need to have someone to lean on. You need to have a peer group to lean on, right? And so there the amazing thing about social media nowadays is depending on your profession, there are these massive peer groups. And if you actively participate in that, it's so fun, that creates a culture, creates a team. And y- like you can figure out a way to bring value to others and they'll bring value to you. Just like a sports team, right? And, if you, and your coworkers do that as well to, to some extent. But a lot of us are the solopreneurs, right? So you need that. You need that support network, and it's going to make your life way better because <laughs> you have other humans you get to work with. We're we're a tribal people. We're a tribal species. That's what we need: the other people. And the cool thing is, we, as we get and work around other people, our pain can becomes their pain, and their pain becomes our pain. And instead of magnifying it, we support one another and we get through it together. It's awesome. It's a huge phenomenon of humans. It's an amazing special characteristic that we share each other's pain and that helps us minimize it and it helps us maximize our strengths. Okay. Number two, compact competition. Now that might seem a little contradictory to the group mentality, but you can still, I I guarantee all of you that are listening to this have someone that you were competitive with, but still friends. We call these people rivals. Some rivalries get really nasty, but most are these fun little like competitions that we, it brings us closer together. It's so fun. Like how many people do fantasy football and put money on the line, but do it year out and year out with the same group of people. Even though they might be losing money, because it's competitive, it's group, and it's fun, right? It's just it's just human nature. So have a group of people or, or friends or rivals, and make up fun competitions. They have they can be silly, they can be cheesy, but if you have a little competitive element to your to your job and your profession, when that pain hits, when you're like, oh crap, this product didn't go through. Well, it didn't go through, but my friend John he's got his product and I got to beat him. I got to, I got to do as good as him. Right. And he, he's thinking the same thing. And so it makes that pain a little bit more bearable. It makes it worthwhile. All right. And the last thing, take a measured or like a dedicated break. Right. And that could be a daily time where you just set it some extra, like for me, it's exercising for an hour and spending time with family. That's what I do. Okay. Okay. And I'll do like, you know, 30 minutes to an hour of just like veg time. And so I can just shut my brain off and go to sleep and then restart the next day. Right. But also take like vacations. Like a lot of times we just, but we take vacations after we're forced to set a time. Like I'm going to work on this for this four weeks. That's it. And then I'm going to take a three or four day vacation and not focus on work. Right. Professional athletes all take breaks. They don't do their craft year round. It'd burn them out. And you'll get burned out too if you don't take breaks and relax, right? That's one of the biggest, a huge market in athletics is physical training and recovery. And athletes have to recover their body. Guys, our minds and our emotions are muscles too. And they need rejuvenation. They need Chirotherapy. therapy <laughs> they need physical trainers okay it's okay to take a break and and let those muscles emotional mental spiritual muscles heal themselves okay and uh, the fun thing about that is each muscle group's like different so you can focus on the physical and that helps heal this emotional focus on the emotional it helps when you, you take a break from the physical your emo- you can work on your emotional that'll help your physical they're all intertwined And if you take a break from one and use and emphasize another, you can have, you can be a whole rounded person and you can get through that pain. You can get through the shame and it's a much more enjoyable experience. And that is how you have a healthy relationship with failure. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, Or if you know someone that really would need some help on figuring out how to get through some of those hard times, that pain, or or even some shame from failure, please share with them. Let, Let them know that we have a community out there, that people are out there to help them get through this. So again, please subscribe and we'll talk to you later.